The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. IGN Playlist is a new home to your game library. Rate games, share lists, and log your game time, powered by How Long to Beat. Sign up for early access today at playlist.ign.com. Beyond and hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dorbush, and this is Podcast Beyond. Yes, I didn't let the staff know that I was just starting and running into the show. So here we go. This is Podcast Beyond IGN's weekly PlayStation show where we cover all the latest in the world of PlayStation gaming news reviews. Tubes. That's all I have. Just keep listing stuff. Anyway, none of us are going to interject. (laughs) <laughs> that's fine that's great leave me out hang me to dry i get it uh anyway we're we're joined this week my name is jonathan dorbush i'm joined this week by jada griffin hello hello everybody hello glad to have you back and mark medina where's matt i was told matt um, would be on this episode yes unfortunately uh matt kim was going to be on this show this week uh he's unable to make it uh we were going to be talking about final fantasy 14 and walker since that uh has been out in its i believe early access form but he is still waiting in queues uh he's still in queues so he hasn't he hasn't played it yet how can you play how can you play end walker if you can't even log in begin walker Mm. 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 but the the real tough questions we ask here i wrote i wrote that down I, I was going to say, how, how long have you been holding on to that one for? Um, years. We are. <laughs> Before they actually know the it. name years ago. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be jumping into some PlayStation news this week, including uh, what may be the sort of PlayStation Game Pass competitor that uh, PlayStation has hinted at. They would have something to talk about. It's not official yet, but we do have some possible alleged details on that. But before we do, uh, I do want to just quickly mention and obviously reference yes this show is being recorded and released before the game awards this week if there are any major playstation announcements at the show this week uh we'll cover them on next week's episode uh also as a heads up uh next week's episode will be our last sort of regularly scheduled episode uh for the year uh but we will be back of course in january after the holiday break uh but so you know with all of that in mind especially with uh the awards usually having so many big reveals at them i want to quickly start off the show with just one quick announcement or announcement prediction between the three of us uh of what we think may be at the show jada i'll start with you what do you think is a potential game awards announcement uh wow um this is going to be completely left field and probably it's not going to happen uh but i'm gonna say final fantasy remake part two gets shown final fantasy Ooh. seven remake yeah the remake part two. Oh, okay i was like wait are they remaking the original and i, I missed it <laughs> no but they are making the prequel final fantasy origin stranger of paradise where you become chaos yep uh i, I enjoy chaos. it I would love to see that. I yeah, I wonder what the timeline for that remake part two even is going to be at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. feels like like if they showed it in the next year, I wouldn't be surprised. Also, if they didn't show it for three more years, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. 100 um, percent. agree. So I'm yeah, saying but, it's it's not going to happen. It's not going to be there. But, you know, that would get me. That would be the one thing I would record a trailer reaction to. No, I get it. <laughs> That's a, that's a good one. I hope I hope we do see it because I did love that DLC. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. Mark, what about you? What do you think uh, is your wild Game Awards prediction for this week? I, I'm in a weird spot because whatever we predict 
normally you know we get to come back next week and be like ah we were wrong i'm on game scoop on friday as like a post show for game awards so it's like that's too soon where people are gonna watch beyond and game scoop and they're gonna be like here's mark making a prediction and here's him instantly being wrong <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's great yeah. um my prediction is the game awards is going to have a lot of tv and movie stuff because we already know that sonic's going to be there and we already know that halo is going to be That's there so to, con- to continue with that <laughs> okay. trend my prediction is that we're going to see uh, the first actual tease of the last of us television show Ooh. at the game awards because it seems like a lot of movie and tv stuff is showing up there so yeah. Yep. I, I think uh, it's time we saw something from that show. I'm also very, very excited that uh, Nick Offerman playing Bill is such yeah. good casting. <laughs> I, I love was, Nick Offerman so much. So I was so confused because they had announced previously that Con O'Neill was playing Bill. Mm-hmm. So I was like, who is Nick Offerman going to play? And so like, I was putting it out there. I was like, let's let him play David. Let's let him play a cannibal. Let's see a complete different mm-hmm. side of Nick Offerman. <laughs> Uh, But then they announced that there was scheduling conflicts. So he's going to be Bill now. And I am ecstatic. He is a perfect Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys watch the show? Not not Parks and Rec. (laughs) Everyone's watched Parks and Rec. Uh, Did you guys watch Devs? I haven't yet. I have not watched Devs yet. But I've heard it's amazing. It is so good. And he is so good in that show as like this like ultra depressed, gritty, like He's very, very good. I, I recommend you watch it because it's not like a season thing. It's just, you know, it's over. It's just a, it's a mini series. Okay. Uh, it's very, very good. Yeah. And uh, he is excellent in it. And so it's like, I want more like dark, gritty Nick Offerman. Cause now, yeah. now that Devs is out, I'm like, oh, he's like, he's so good at comedy, but he's, he, I feel like he's better at this. So he has uh, that ring. I, I mean, that's a that's a thing about a lot. This is a total tangent, but that's the thing about a lot of comedic actors when they make the switch to drama. It's like comedy requires so much timing and is so difficult mm-hmm. on another level. I feel like they adapt to drama more easily than drama actors do to comedy. I 100 percent agree. I, uh... and, and, and don't don't get me wrong. Parks and Rec, probably my favorite show of all time. And he's like my favorite character he's from incredible. that show. Yeah. He's a, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I, I I'm ready to see more from him. Yeah, him as Bill is a really, really exciting casting opportunity. That was a little bit of news that uh, dropped earlier this week. Thank you all for shouting that out. But yeah, it should be fun. I would love to be able to see a first tease of that. You're right. We do have uh, two movie trailers at this point, uh, movie and TV trailers with Halo and and Sonic. So why not round it out and make it a trend with three? Uh, Yeah, that would be very awesome to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, My Exactly. My (laughs) prediction is sort of, I guess, twofold is that we are not going to see PlayStation first party at the Game Awards, but we will see PlayStation exclusives. So Mm -hmm. we will see a Forspoken or, um, you know, something like that uh, along the lines of like something that's been in a past PlayStation state of play or showcase that is a console launch exclusive. Um, Forspoken, possibly Final Fantasy 16, possibly stuff like Stray or whatnot. I think we'll see things like that, but I don't know if we'll see PlayStation proper appear there this year. Do you think I'd like to be wrong? Do you think we're going to see a Deathloop trailer? Somehow, (laughs) yes. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it's nominated for stuff, so uh, you're absolutely going to see Deathloop (laughs) stuff. I don't think we'll see a marketing trailer, but man, I wonder if has it become a meme enough for them to just do it? That's, That's what, what I'm wondering. Say is like a, a second accolades trailer to premiere right. yep. at the Game Awards would be very funny if they released that. I mean, uh, but yeah, do they have they, do... have they announced the date for it for other for like Xbox yet? No, so they yet. could they no. could potentially do that coming to Xbox. March oh, that's so it's so funny to think about that. Once that exclusivity period drops off we are going to start seeing death loop trailers again yes they're gonna hilarious it, it will shift from playstation events to xbox events which is just a very funny like we're gonna just continue yep. to have death yep. loop trailers in our lives uh, I'm, um, I'm i'm working on a piece right now with with dornbush uh and it's a it's like what to expect from playstation 2022 and so i've had to download a lot of their like conferences like because it was kind of a look back at like what they've done and then what's coming up and i'm i'm having trouble trying to figure out like i have like three different playstation showcases and state of place and no matter which one i click it's like i scrub and i see death loop and so i'm starting to get confused <laughs> on which which one's which i Where fully you are 
I I would love to see Final Fantasy 16 again. I think we've seen enough mm-hmm. of sport for spoken. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if that's there, but uh, I would love to see Final Fantasy 16. I'd also love to see Kojima. I like I have a feeling we're going to see what Kojima has been working on. This is the time to show it. So if there's yeah, if there's a conference, he would appear at a, a showcase. It would this is the be one. this. But yeah, yep. for Sp- the only reason I think for spoken, I agree. I think we've seen plenty of it. The only reason I think is just we still have to get a release date. And if it is hitting yep. its spring window, now is a good time. But yeah, I'm with you. I would so love to see another look at, at Final Fantasy 16. But I know the producers have said they kind of don't want to show it until it's much closer to the end at this point, because mm-hmm. um, I think they want to avoid oversaturating the market with it. So hopefully that means when we see it, it will be within like six months of launch. launch. I mean, that's I can't speak. I that game is I, next year, right? They've said it's, it's next year. Supposedly. But I mean, we also yeah. have I mean, we've got the Strange of Paradise, like Jonathan mentioned earlier, that's in Q1. And then we just had Inwalker that just dropped. So like we're we're really being for lack of a better word, inundated with Final Fantasy stuff, which I'm happy because I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan, so I love mm-hmm. seeing as much Final Fantasy as possible. Uh, but the fact that 16 is using the, I believe it's using the same or very similar engine as 14. Um, as 14? To like, I believe, I don't think it's the same engine, excuse me, but I think, the, but the character models and stuff are very similar in design to 14. Um, and so, I mean, obviously it's 16 is improved, but I can see the different, the the similarities between the two. Um, so I, I'm not surprised that if we don't see some 16 stuff because Inwalker just dropped and they don't want to kind of cannibalize their, their own news on Inwalker hype, it would make sense to not see 16. Sure. Yeah, I don't think they've actually. I'm I'm just looking it up. I don't know if they've spoken about what their engine focuses for FF16. Sorry, everyone, this is a tangent. But, yeah, um, no, for sure. I thought I, they I, share a producer. They share a producer, like Yoshida, and that's what it was. Yeah. And, but like, I yeah. see just a lot of the similarities from playing a lot of 14. The character models and stuff look very reminiscent of Yoshi P. That's who I'm thinking. Yeah, um, 16's character models look reminiscent of 14. So that's what I was getting at. Not the same engine. That's uh, a gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah. a problem with Beyond now. You invited like a, some Final Fantasy nerds on, <laughs> so like we're yep. just How anytime you yeah. say the words Final or Fantasy, I'm I'm you, happy to go on a tangent. <laughs> you want to talk about Final Fantasy on a PlayStation podcast? Get out of here! What's wrong with you? Um, no, yeah, it's a really exciting time. That is the only reason I would I would think a remake trailer is is less likely, but I I hope that's not mm. the case because I would like to see whatever is happening with that game but uh yeah it should be exciting as mark said we'll cover uh any announcements next week on this show and mark can be proven wrong later this week on another show so isn't yeah that wonderful? <laughs> i'm gonna show um, up in the before- first comment just to say mark was wrong <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag mark was wrong uh before we move on i did also just want to mention if you haven't seen it uh ign launched a video game so get your reviews out there uh the ign 25 game celebrating sort of the history of ign is currently available to play uh we'll have a link in the description so you can go check it out yourself uh there is it, it sort of goes through the history of pop culture and specifically ign alongside all of that pop culture uh is playable in your browser as far as i'm aware there are no microtransactions of any kind uh but it does sort of celebrate all of the the launches of the podcast, other major events in IGN's history, and just a bunch of other really cool pop culture stuff. So if you want to go check that out, uh, you can see if you're watching the video version, some uh, footage from it. This is not a world exclusive, unfortunately, because you can be playing the game, but uh, that is out there for you all to check out. And we'll- This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? 
One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We need to get a... We need a get a speed run of this. That way I can do a devs react and it, it would exactly. be the easiest one to get because I could just slack them. <laughs> just, hey, yeah, Andres, you just the you're busy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go check that out if you're interested. It's currently available to just play in your browser. But uh, moving on from there, let's jump into some of the PlayStation news of this week. And why won't this URL load on my screen? So I'm going to riff. If any of you want to bring up the page, I am getting an error. That is fun. Yeah. Uh, Are you talking about the uh, PlayStation Game Pass competitor? Yeah, I'll I'll need you for specific probably uh, looks at that article. But yeah, uh, this was a report from late last week, but I I think it's definitely worth us diving into. Um, I Mm -hmm. have some notes written down, but yeah, please correct me if I'm forgetting any of the specifics. But essentially, uh, allegedly, according to Schreier's report, uh, its current project name is Spartacus. Uh, and essentially we're looking at kind of fitting. (laughs) Yeah. We're looking at a three tier program. It would be the first tier would sort of be the PlayStation plus that we all know and probably subscribe to. Mm -hmm. The second tier would be PlayStation plus and PlayStation now sort of bundled in there. They would phase out the PS now naming convention and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then the third tier would further add on top of that and offer a bunch of other, Features including extended game demos, uh, a few other things, and most importantly, a potential back catalog of games going all the way back to PS1, uh, mm-hmm. including PS2, PS3, and PSP. Uh, so that that's sort of the like top-down overview of it. Uh, we obviously don't have a lot of uh, you know other details. There are no official word from PlayStation on this. We have seen Jim Ryan in the past and and others from PlayStation comment on. We are thinking about how to have something equivalent to this. It just hasn't been the right time to share those details. It seems like next year could potentially be that time, Mm -hmm. uh, especially as we continue to see Game Pass rising. And so I do want to get into the the nitty gritty of of these tiers and and what we think of them, what's missing, what could be there, what we think we would pay for this. But uh, just sort of like general top down view, Mark, I'll start with you. What do you you think of this alleged program as this three tier thing? How do you think it it stacks up? What what are your general thoughts on it? Yeah, uh, I have had a feeling it's been coming for a while. Uh, PlayStation Now, which is it's this weird thing, right? Like they acquired Gaikai and then renamed it PlayStation Now and then they stopped having the streaming only a long time ago but the name has kind of just been like synonymous with that for a real long time and so i i've long said that there's a lot of 
things PlayStation Now needs to fix. And I, I think it needs to start with a rebranding PlayStation Now still to this day. People think I don't want to stream games when you've been able to download PS4 games on it for I think years at this point. I don't know, um, but I know for a while. <laughs> so uh, I don't I don't use it. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I think it was an eventual shift that they needed to do uh, now that Xbox is is becoming more competitive. They, they kind of need to figure that out where it's like first party is always going to be their biggest thing and like exclusives and stuff like that. But then they they need Xbox just has so much goodwill with Game Pass where people are like, yeah, but I, I buy my Xbox because I instantly get 200 games for free kind of deal. You know, I know Game Pass isn't free, but uh, yeah. so they, they need to be able to like compete with that in some sort of way. My my gut reaction is that it's going to be a little different than game pass in the sense that they are not going to give you first party games for free. I think there's no way in hell that happens, but <laughs> I do think that they, I, I do think things as early as if they, if they release this in summer, I think you could potentially see something like forbidden West on there for free, but I mm-hmm. don't think you'll get day and date. This is, you know, it's, it's out. So there you go. Like halo infinite, everybody with game pass has halo infinite now. I don't think we're going to see that, but yeah, I'm excited I, for it. As excited as one person can be to go back and play PlayStation one games. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do want to get into sort of the, the day one arguments for and against. But yeah, Jada, just sort of like top level view. Yeah. How do you feel about this news? Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, I think Mark kind of hit the nail on the head with it. It's been a long time coming. Um, I've looked at PlayStation now so many times, like I've just kind of scrolled through the library just to see what's available in it. And there's like, I was like, oh, that'd be really cool to play. But at the same time, I don't I have all these other games to play and I don't want to pay. Like, it's not enough of an extra enough of a bonus service for me to throw down the extra money to to jump into it. So I need to see some, you know, improved goodwill. I need to see some better like optics around it. I need to see just better content on it as well um, before I'm going to jump in. And so I'm excited for this new plan. To, to yeah. be fair, I I scroll through the Game Pass list pretty often and don't download anything or I download <laughs> a bunch of stuff and never play it. This isn't to, to you know, I'm just yeah. not that kind of person that like I I'm usually we're usually trying to play the the latest and greatest. You know, we work at IGN. Uh, so that's not to I, I really don't know what they would have to do. I think Game Pass is amazing, but like I don't really use it either. So I I'd agree. be interested to see how this works i do the same thing with game pass i download a bunch of stuff and like maybe i'll hop on and play it for a weekend and then i don't mm-hmm. touch it ever again like i did that with um the ascent i did that yeah. with um unpacking i did that with i mean that was a short game anyways but I say, unpacking um, you probably could beat it on your lunch so you're <laughs> yeah. probably fine there yeah but, but yeah there's that just is a bunch the of like that that's the streaming you know service problem not just with games or, or tv but it's like when you're presented with so many options not yeah. everyone obviously but a lot of humans just naturally will not know what to choose like the it, that's the joke of netflix is you spend your nights surfing what to watch on netflix and not actually watching anything um they finally added that option to pick for them to pick for you yeah, yeah, I would which, never do that. that yeah, so weird. I do not allow it to do that. Like, I, don't, I did it once, it. and it was—I did it once, and it was a terrible suggestion. So I've never done it again. Yeah, I don't watching. need Coco Melon to appear <laughs> randomly on my TV. Um, but yeah, it's—it uh, is definitely an interesting thing. I, I do agree that there are like positives and negatives to it, but I do think one of the things—and and Mark, you were alluding to it—is you know even if you don't play everything that's on Game Pass, there's dozens and dozens, if not a few hundred games, you can have all of those at your fingertips for this monthly subscription price, which is a, an amazing value. Yep. But obviously the biggest thing about it is getting Microsoft first party games. And when they secure third party games exclusively mm-hmm. day one on the service so that you are not paying an extra 60 or 70 bucks. Yep. Um, that's not a thing that is mentioned in Trier's report as something PlayStation is considering. Mark, you you did allude to your thoughts on it, and I, I also agree. I do not think, at least when this service launches, there is no way in hell she puts up Horizon or God of War day one on this service. I just don't yeah. foresee that happening. Do either of you I could, feel different? No, I don't. No, I think I could see them doing extending the PlayStation Plus collection when this new service drops and like giving mm. like boosting, like maybe doubling the amount of titles that we originally got for the PS plus collection, um, for this type of a, um, system. But, uh, I don't, I don't, I agree. I don't think we're going to get day in day one. Um, 
maybe a discount if you're subscribed, maybe yeah. like a 20% discount. I could see that because a lot of like online retailers already offer those like 10 or 20% discounts if you pre-order games with them. So it would yeah. make sense to do it that way as well and tie it into their service. Yeah, it, I, I mentioned Horizon because it, it, if if the reports are true and they're targeting a summer 2022, Horizon will have been out three four five months by that point so like that could be a, a a way to get people in the door it's like hey if you miss horizon forbidden west like this is their big thing right but if we're theorizing that god of war ragnarok comes out in fall 2022 no no shot is that hitting right day and day i i just i can't picture it because that game will sell right i mean you yeah. you look at what happened with game pass and forza horizon right they kind of pulled a little bit of an ea where forza horizon was day and date on game pass but you could get into the early access if you bought the like ultimate edition like three mm-hmm. days before and that sold like a million copies or two million i don't even know but the, it sold an insane amount it's a, a ton of people we're playing Forza Horizon before a game before it arrived on Game Pass. And so it kind of showed that like people were going to play that game regardless. Yeah. They paid to play it three days early. So yeah. I don't think that they need to put God of War Ragnarok on there. They know that that game's going to sell. Well, yeah. and I, I get where you're coming from on Horizon, but I also I don't even know if they would put that there because Horizon was before Ghost, like the fastest selling new IP for them. It sold 10 plus Mm -hmm. million copies. Like at the very least, I think PlayStation would not put any first party games on their day and date until they are like severely underselling sequels and and new IP. Like if those things start to plummet, then yes, they might have a reason to. But yeah, I totally agree with you. Like Xbox is coming from the position of like, we need to make up ground. And so having... Mm -hmm everyone be able to jump into Forza is how you get 10 million players in the first month or whatever. Like, I don't think if Forza was only a $60 game, it would have 10 million players. And like, regardless of its quality, I just think, you know, with the current state of the Xbox ecosystem, I think that's kind of Mm -hmm. benefited by being on game pass. So yeah, I think on the other hand, horizon, I don't think it'll sell 10 million copies in its first month, but I do think they'll expect it to sell that in its first couple of years. And, they yeah. probably don't foresee a reason to lose the money from that and would see something like this as additive at the very least, unless Horizon, you know, comes out and it reviews terribly and undersells, which I don't think is going to happen. Could yeah, happen. I, I think it's it could. I, think I mean, anything good. Yeah. Yeah. I think this I think the, you know, the day and date games we might get would be for, like you were saying, underperforming uh, games. Like if we ever get a Days Gone 2, which under the first one underperformed expectations, if I remember correctly critically Um, it it sold okay i think yeah i think it sold decently but yeah but yeah i think that's something like titles like that that maybe aren't at the top of everybody's list like you know god of war horizon zero dawn those are games are at the top of playstation players list days gone is on the top for some but not nearly as many as others so i think something like that would be good for day and date um and so maybe like if it's cherry picked like that um Jonathan, you look like you had something. I was just going to say, I, I, the, on top of just first party stuff, I do also think, um, you know, obviously PlayStation makes a really big bet for third party exclusives at launch. Mm -hmm. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like if anything, some of those might get on here more so than first party probably has a chance. Yeah. I Um, could see like a street, the next street fighter or something like that being on there, which, you know, is all about getting new players in the door and they're always trying to attract more of an audience. Yeah. Um, I think franchises like that will do really well on a subscription service like this. Um, the other thing I want to add that I would love to see um, that I don't think we mentioned in the doc is I would love to see um, as part of the service, if you're doing, especially if you're doing the all out bundle, I would love all the DLC for games. I don't want to pay extra for my DLC. If I'm paying more mm-hmm. for a subscription service, I would like all the extra costumes, the extra levels, whatever new game modes. I want all that included in my subscription service. If I'm paying extra for that. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that might be an interesting way to add an incentive to getting people. I could see that very easily happening with first party stuff at the very least bonuses of some kind. Like if you're a subscriber to this, you automatically get an extra costume unlock or an extra, you know, Mm -hmm. perk or something. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's another interesting additive way because we did see and I do want to get into the, the backward compatible stuff, but there were a few other mentions in the report. And I think one of them was sort of game demos and and we had talked about this before the show but i don't think that means every demo that could come out on playstation 
will be behind this. But I do think, you know, when they were testing those six hour download demos for Sackboy and, and Death Stranding, I feel like mm-hmm. that would be a perk of this service. That makes a lot of sense. I agree. It's something uh, it, just as like a final thought on like it's it's competition of Game Passes. Um, the fact that Game Pass is also on your personal computer, which mm. bolsters yeah. its numbers a lot, right? You, yep. my friend does not have an Xbox, but he just bought a PC and all he, you know, he talks about how much he loves Game Pass. And I, it's funny, I use Game Pass on PC, but I always forget that that's like a thing that it's like you get a PC and you're like, I'm using Game Pass. I instantly own a million games. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's when you think PC, you think Steam, right? Everybody gets Steam, but Steam doesn't have anything like that. And he bought a gaming PC and instantly has access to all these games and can play Halo Infinite with all, us and all that good stuff because that's there. And, you know, PlayStation Game Pass, you would assume, is not going to be on PC. <laughs> so that's, I think that's uh, going to hurt them a little bit as well when it comes to like trying to compare numbers to numbers. Yeah, I think it'll definitely be a thing that they are aiming to get people who have a PS4 or a PS5 to download these things. I don't think they're as concerned with that PC market yet, but like we will see them move it like there might be some perks that carry over there. Uh, They obviously are also going to be making more of a mobile push. It's who knows if there's going to be like some free game downloads for mobile games. If you're subscribed to this thing somehow, like there could be something in there as well. Um, They they are expanding, but I agree with you. I don't uh, expect them to do that uh and and just before we move on to the backward compatible stuff i did realize uh i don't think any of us are saying and i think it's fair to say just to state it though like we don't expect first party games to never be a part of this thing like oh yeah i th- i think if this launches early next year there's no reason demon souls for ps5 mm-hmm. can't be on there or Sackboy mm-hmm. or you know no i i, I started by saying i think horizon forbidden west would be on there yeah yeah <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I i i think they'll be there i just yeah. don't i just don't think it'll be day and date i just don't because there i don't know there's something about it i could be completely off and it's uh not something xbox gamers feel but like it's so weird when a game comes out on game pass it i don't know it just doesn't feel like a release maybe because now forza is my game of the year right i love forza horizon 5 but that game was such a it was such a weird thing when it released because like i said people were able to pay and get it three days early and then mm-hmm. it came out on Game Pass three days later. And I'm like, and then Halo kind of had this weird thing where they released the multiplayer two weeks before. So everyone's playing Halo. And I'd be like, hey, are you going to play Halo on Wednesday? And they're like, I've been playing Halo for weeks. And I'm like, no, I'm talking about the campaign. The campaign comes out <laughs> Wednesday. And it's like, it's been this weird thing where PlayStation, I don't think they're ready to let go yeah. the idea of pre-ordering a game, watching that timer countdown or lining up at a GameStop or whatever. I don't think mm-hmm. they're ready to let that go and just be like, the game is on Game Pass now and and you're, you know, have a bunch of people try it for 30 minutes and never play it again. Like, I think that they don't need to do that. So yeah. they're not going to. <laughs> no, I, yeah. agree. I think, go ahead, Jada. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I think there's, you know, a lot of value in like the hype of a launch day. There's a lot mm-hmm. of value in that. There's a lot of extra you know, additional things that you can be that can be purchased throughout the market, whether it's, you know, I don't want to say strategy guides because that's not really a thing as much anymore. But like art books or, um, you know, like Guardians did like a Guardians of the Galaxy did a soundtrack. They did a whole um, prequel book and this stuff came out later. But there's a lot of times where these type of stuff launch day and date um, with the game releases and something and also collectibles. You know, um, there's I remember tons of Halo launches where every single time we launched a Halo game, um, from my time working at GameStop, there was a million different Master Chief collectible toys that we sold as well um, <laughs> that people were just were buying as with their games They're like, yeah, I want that as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with both of you. I don't think PlayStation is looking to give up the pomp and circumstance of what a here is a game releasing on this day sort of thing. Uh, mm. as a part of what we do. And and I, I think there are merits and downsides to both practices that we could definitely you know spend hours getting into but that is something that i think xbox has been leaning into like you were saying mark Mm. with forza it was like for the people who did want to play they gave some early access otherwise forza just kind of appeared on your console and i agree it is a little weird where it's just like Mm -hmm. oh this game i've been really looking forward to play it's just there and that's awesome but yeah we're sort of trained to be like but this is the launch day 
and I yeah. like hit download or I hit play for the first time. And here it's just kind of like I preloaded two weeks ago. And and obviously there's preloads and stuff like that on PlayStation. But yeah, there's there's a difference there, especially when you look at stuff like uh, Halo. Um, Jeff Gertzman over at Giant Bomb for his Halo Infinite review. I was reading it yesterday. Did this really, really great sort of breakdown in the middle of the such a weird just, review. It, Such a it's, weird. Well, it's 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 like a what even is a review of this game anymore? Because he's like, am I reviewing the sixty dollar game? Am I reviewing the single player campaign? Am I reviewing the multiplayer that we've all been playing for three weeks already? Like mm-hmm. Xbox isn't playing by those rules anymore, but I think PlayStation still wants to. And so I think even with a service like this, we won't see a dramatic shift. They might do betas and things like like actual betas. This was just, you know, the Halo multiplayer just was launched. It's not a beta. Yeah. It was just out. But like Well, that's like, right. That's that's the long going, like confusing thing, right? That's the 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 drum that Dan Stapleton has been beating is like, sorry, if a game comes out and I can play it and I can give it money, like grounded, right? Grounded came out and is still in early access. No, grounded is out. The game is out. You can buy it. Like you yeah. don't get to give it this free pass just because it says early access on it the funny thing is just like a total tangent aside, like the halo multiplayer has been very good i have enjoyed it quite a bit i know mm-hmm. there's you know people have issues with the battle pass but like i could pay money for the battle pass day one of the beta the multiplayer right. it, season one began the day the beta came out like that's yep. that is much different than say like I could see PlayStation being like, okay, whatever the Last of Us Factions multiplayer project that's in the works, we're going to do a timed beta for a month and people who subscribe Mm -hmm. to this can play it. And then it launches, you know, two or three months later. Like I could see them doing that, but I don't I don't expect them to do the Halo multiplayer approach anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think I I was going to say, I don't think they're I I totally agree because, you know, unless a game comes out for a limited window and then takes away access and then gives it back. You, it's if it doesn't take away access and then give it back with a improved upon what was in that older build for this beta um that it's it's just in launch i agree i 100 percent agree well, with yeah. you know dan's thoughts and your guys thoughts on that you have a game like new world that had like closed betas and then it even eventually had an open beta that's that's different because yeah, it's like you're saying it's out and then they take it away your progress doesn't carry over you're just trying it same with like elden ring elden ring was you didn't pay to play elden ring but that's it's not out it was a network test yeah. where something like halo they can slap beta on it if they want but it's out it's not going away and you can spend money on it yeah. right yep. so and then it's, it's season like one. okay season one began out. yeah it's right uh it, it beta gets flung around a lot these days for very different reasons but yeah i love well, early for, access yeah early access as well yeah i think Mm -hmm. i would probably say it's a safe bet that playstation won't suddenly start to lean toward that model and will still lean to like a game and all of its features launch on this day but i also i don't know if i would have said this would have happened with halo a year or two ago so who like who knows where things end up in a year yeah Um, i think the easiest prediction to make with this with the playstation game passes we're either incredibly wrong and it's going to come out and it's going to be incredible value right because that's the whole thing with game pass is that it's the best value in gaming (laughs) so it's either going to come out and you're just gonna be like whoa they're like first party games day and date whatever like the entire library is on there like it's going to come out and be incredible or it's going to come out and be like okay this is what it is yeah it's not you know what what it's not going to be is a direct copy of game pass like i just don't think it's going to do that it's either going to be a little bit worse or it's going to be insanely better. <laughs> so, well, I think it's I think it's going to take some of what Game Pass does and then also some of what Nintendo Switch Online does. And that's sort of where this back catalog. And again, it's worth reminding that, like, none of this is official. It's all allegedly unconfirmed by PlayStation. So anything could change. Like, it's very possible, yep. anything, especially since this is not an announced program yet. But uh, currently, the expectation is that we would possibly have access to PS1 through PS3 and even PSP games on there uh, to some extent. Um, Which is I, also cool. I, I really love this as an added benefit. I do worry of sort of the, like, gating of... Uh, backward compatibility essentially behind a, a, this sort of program because i also mm-hmm. could see a lot of people willing to pay five bucks to play a playstation 2 game that they love and just haven't been able to play yet um mm-hmm. but i guess sort of like from this sector of it what do you all like what do you want to see from this backward compatibility emulation aspect of it it not to be streaming <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i'm just i'm just yeah. not a 
I'm just not a fan of streaming. I never will be. I I've tried. I have GeForce now. I've tried Stadia, um, and uh, what's the GeForce now and Stadia are pretty comparable as as far as like performance goes. They're both very good. Yeah. Um, Xbox game the cloud is pretty good. It's not as good as the other two. Uh, but regardless, it doesn't matter. I tried. I I remember I got a code for Stadia for Cyberpunk, which at the time was the best version of that game. Yeah. Was was Stadia. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I still, I just, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I don't like streaming. There's always going to be a little bit of input lag. And I had the Stadia controller. I had, you know, and I've tried remote play on my computer, both wired. There's still a little bit of input lag and I'm super sensitive to input lag. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just not, it's just not a thing. So they, they need to get the streaming out of there. Plus if they over market the streaming, People are going to just think, well, well, it's it's a streaming service. I like it's Game Pass because you could download games. Yeah, and it's the same thing that they already did. Why? There's nothing new. They need to. I think they need. I think you're right. They need to move away from the streaming aspect of it. Like, sure, have it as an option, but like, you know how like on the PS5 menu, when you go in and you want to select version, like they need to have like that as an option. Like it needs to be a complete. Like I need to go into an option if I want to select the streaming version specifically, instead of having it being like front facing. Yeah, it needs to be a background option. I would absolutely want Mm -hmm. downloads to be the primary way you play this older stuff, especially if it is just like an emulated version of it. I would I I just want to be able to download that, have it there ready to play whenever I want and jump in. I would expect whatever this library of games is one. It probably won't be hard to beat the cadence of Nintendo Switch Online where they add like a game a month and then every two years, I guess they're going to charge us $25 more to pay a a few (laughs) other games. Um, But two, I also think they're probably just going to be re-put up versions. Like, I am not expecting, but I'm curious what you both think. I don't think we're going to get things like you see in the Castlevania Advance Collection, for example, where it's like there are trophies, there's like rewind features added. Um, Nintendo Switch Online does that a little bit, but I'm not expecting that here. I'm expecting it to just be here's the game <laughs> i can imagine having like something basic like state saves added yeah yeah to it mm. i can see something like that and maybe a rewind function but that would be very like that would be it probably that would be it yeah that would <laughs> yeah. be kind of that's yeah. kind of tip of the iceberg that's like i think that's not tip of the iceberg that would be cherry on the top um for them to add it um i think we're gonna get library wise i think we're gonna get the stuff that because there used to be a lot more that was available to download um backwards compatible wise back on the ps3 days yeah i think we're gonna you know anything that was already up available on the ps3 that you can't currently download on the ps4 or ps5 i think those will be our first kind of selection of games um but i think beyond that it's like probably launched there won't be a whole lot more maybe a few other cult classics um that are important to sony and partnerships and what they want to bring uh like maybe are going to see a revival in the next five years that we might see those types of things come but I don't think we're going to get a whole uh, big selection, to be honest. Just just put Brave Fencer Musashi on there, you cowards. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think the uphill battle they're always going to have is the fact that uh, PlayStation 3 is a tough cookie to crack. That mm-hmm. That was such a weird architecture with the cell processor that that was their big reason for the fact that you can't download PS3 games is that they just don't work on ps4 and ps5 um <laughs> and so i'm interested to see that's why you can download playstation 1 games and playstation 2 games but not ps3 games unless they're like remastered so i'm interested to see if they fix that or not yeah i'm i'm, that, I'm curious there because yeah right now it's we only have backward compatibility with the ps4 and ps5 right now and and so getting this whole library of things um jada to your point of like I, I think the PS3 library of backward compatibility is is sort of the the thing they'll shoot for over time, because I think they'll want to be able to dole out releases and, and do that sort of thing. I hope because the weird thing about Nintendo Switch Online is like even most big Nintendo first party games, like the things they don't have to worry about rights issues for aren't even up on there. So I hope that PlayStation is just like very quickly going to put up any first party stuff like just get that out the door that is the thing people want to play that's the easiest stuff to get up there and then they can continue to worry about third party stuff what happened my light died oh i saw so now what's going to happen is it's it's going to come on and then it's going to shut off and then it's going to come (laughs) perfect and then it's going to shut off nice (laughs) i have that happen all the time don't worry about it um Uh, what what keep keep the show going for the uh (laughs) for uh real quick yeah backwards compatibility what is the one title you want to see make an appearance 
like in the service um it's a little bit of a cheat because it would be they would just be able to put up the ps3 collection theoretically but i just want the sly cooper games on there like i just want to be able to play sly cooper again i like that is one of the first party franchises i hope we still see a revival someday i know there's been rumors and and unconfirmed reports of it but like that's the the playstation sort of mascot thing that i think about the most (laughs) how about you mark what was the question? Sorry, I was turning uh, the light what off. What backwards compatibility game would you like to see most, like day one on the service? What what's like your like pie in the sky dream game? Man, I don't know. Honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> only <laughs> only because like I just I'm not going to go back and play the old games. Like I'm just not. Uh-huh. I I just don't care. Um, I have so limited time to play all the new things that are coming out that the idea of um like i went and bought on c10 because it was on sale for the the ps4 version and i was like i'm gonna play this and I'm like, no i'm not <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> uh and, and that, that happens all the time i i get really excited for old games same with xbox right xbox will throw games on the backwards compatible and they're like now fallout new vegas is backwards compatible and i'm like cool i'm never gonna play it like let's be honest uh and so (laughs) honestly that that is that doesn't count for ps4 games right because ps4 to me is still just like so current gen i play a ton of ps4 games (laughs) literally just any Um, backwards compatible game that you would like to see what every ps4 game is already on there this Uh, is audacious coming from the man who plays super mario 64 every day (laughs) i know right yeah and guess what happened they released it on nintendo switch online and it's garbo (laughs) so that's what that's what uh that's what you get for being excited about things um (laughs) you just play the version you already have well if i Um, had i I would say brave Spencer Musashi like I okay, love that game and it's like yeah. this weird forgotten square game that will never that franchise is dead um but I'd love to be able to boot it up if it if it was easily available I what figured you, you were gonna say that but I didn't expect a huge <laughs> tangent it was meant to be a short <laughs> tangent but thank you Mark um <laughs> I was like this is gonna be a short <laughs> tangent Jonathan I promise and uh-huh, then Mark goes yeah. on a no goes such on a, goes no on such thing rant. Mm-hmm. Mark um, just gives his philosophy on old <laughs> games I'm gonna just go like cook lunch for myself you can yeah, continue to do. The year was 1996. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, though, Jada? Um, I honestly, it's a also a long forgotten and dead franchise from Square, but the Bouncer. Um, It was the first PS2 game I got with my console, and I freaking loved the little like three. 3d fighter RPG with like different characters that super weird character designs. It was kind of like I think it was before Kingdom Hearts had dropped. Obviously, it was like really early in the PS2 lifespan. But like the first character, the the main character, I believe his name was Scion, but his outfit is very kind of like, hey, this is very Final Fantasy, uh, like Titus and Sora outfits kind of it's so out there. And like everybody's just very like metal and punk. And I just I love the gameplay and I loved it. And it was multi it was a multiplayer fighter. It was one of those few games that I got to use the PS2 multi tap for back in the day. So I'd love to see uh, (laughs) use that back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, obviously, I know it came out before then, but it looks like he's doing bad Sora cosplay, even though obviously yes. Sora it, would yeah. be doing cosplay of him. But oh, my God. Yeah, that does look like Sora. Um, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Red, for pulling up the footage for anyone watching the video yes. version. Um, you already had it queued up. Yeah, he always has the bouncer ready to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it could be a good element of it. But but Mark, I do also very understand your point of like, my God, there are just too many games coming out. I can barely handle yeah. what's yep. new to go back to what's old. But um, I do think it would be an important added benefit, especially as PlayStation has rightfully gotten dinged for the way they've kind of mm-hmm. tried to erase the past uh, and, and just sort of shut the stores down without much warning. So, um, yeah, I, I think it could be a nice added benefit, but I agree with you. I don't think I'd be playing like a thousand old play- PlayStation games with it all the time. Um, before we move on, because we're actually quickly running out of time for this episode, very quickly, oh. how much would you pay for for? Uh, this service i wrote down the doc uh playstation now and playstation plus each are like 60 dollars per year i believe monthly they're 10 dollars each i'll double check the ps now mm-hmm. pricing but what would you pay for tiers one two and three so ps plus ps now versus ps plus and super deluxe playstation plus edition i'll go Ugh. first uh i'd like to see ps plus kind of drop 10 dollars just because to you know, zero we're gonna be seeing Say what? To no, sorry. Dollars? On the year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> plus is just free for everybody. Um, which it used to be, if we all remember. Um, yeah, back when it was bad. Back it when was it was free. Back, yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I'd love to see it drop to from 50 a year to, or is it 60 a year right now? Um, I think it's, it's 60, 60, yeah. 60, right? Yeah, it's 60 on the year. So I'd like to see it drop to 50 a year for the basic plus. If we're adding then now, give, you know, cut the difference, give me another 25 or 30. So 75, 80, and then 100 to 110 for the year um, for everything altogether. Okay. Uh, Mark, yeah. what about you? I, I don't know because. If, if they're one if they're gonna try to compete with game pass and uh i think game pass is what 15 a month 15, 15 yeah. per month for game pass ultimate for yeah. game pass ultimate i don't i don't want to hear anybody in the comments it's a dollar no it's not <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so i think it's 15 a month i i mean they can't really go crazy high like it, much higher than that right because like yeah. That is such a good value. That gets you Xbox Live, Game Pass on your Xbox, and Game Pass on your PC. So even with their super, I mean, if their super tier is that you can play PlayStation 1 games, like how much more are people going to want to pay for that? Like yeah. Nintendo Switch Online proved, right? They they upped their price because they added Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games and people like rioted. So but I, I think they I, all I, paid for it. You know what? I think I, <laughs> no, I'm sure I think they all they, paid for it. Yeah. Suckers. I'm going to make a slight, <laughs> I'll make a slight edit to mine. I think I'm, I'm going to flip the middle and the end tier. I think the PS, the old school stuff needs to be in the middle. And then the, the now service added needs to be the higher value. Oh, interesting. It's good. It, it's confusing. I wish that once game pass ultimate like combined and they were like 15 bucks and, and it's everything because i don't think you have to have game pass ultimate i think you can just have xbox live and game pass yeah there's um, there's base game pass which is ten dollars a month that doesn't include uh xbox live gold ea play or cloud gaming or the right PC. oh see that's yeah. the other thing with game pass is that it has ea play yeah built mm-hmm. into it as well you don't get ea games day and date but like there's still a big library of games on there like anthem everyone's favorite ea game and yeah, uh-huh. uh that's the one to mention that's the one and andromeda uh, <laughs> and mass effect andromeda <laughs> the two best bioware games you'll ever find <sighs> the only two the only two i've played i've played like half a dragon age inquisition so um i think 15 is sort of the max i i, I think 15 i i think if they go yeah. any more than that it to me it just doesn't appeal if they're like $15, but then it's $20 and you get PS one and PS two games. Cool. Then I'm just gonna pay $15. Cause I'm not going to pay five more dollars for games. I'm not going to play. I, I would like so. dip into that high tier. If it was $20 a month, like if I had, a, if there was a, a month coming up where it was like really, really empty. And I was like, I really can't wait to go back and play ape escape Two. then Arc sure. the lad. Exactly. Uh, but Arc yeah, the lad's I, actually great. So I have that collection on PS one. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I think 15 is sort of the max that they could go mm-hmm. for and get away with it. But uh, obviously, we'll see. Like next year is allegedly when we're going to hear about this stuff officially, possibly yeah. see it launch. It could be really fun to to compare all that stuff, obviously, once it comes out. But we'll cover all of that when it does. Um but yeah, thank you. Thank you all for talking with me about all this. I do want to jump into just some quick news before uh, the the week has to end, unfortunately, because I am in too many video shoots today. But mm-hmm. uh, first thing I did want to mention is that the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, which is uh, Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, uh, is coming to PS5 on January 28th. Uh, the PC version is coming at a later date. Uh, right. I put down the run of show, I figure, because this God of War is hitting in January on PC, so they probably just don't want to put two out a month but uh mm-hmm. obviously this makes sense for for the movie in february coming out for uncharted um does this timing surprise either of you are you gonna no. jump back in yes no and no, no and yes <laughs> probably not right away i might jump back into them later down the road i might do a full series run mm-hmm. yeah uncharted 4 is my favorite uncharted so i i'm kind of eager to check it out again but i'm i kind of in the same boat i'm wondering if it's been long enough where i would need to do the full nathan drake collection again um the timing doesn't surprise me though i yeah. kind of figured it was going to be january um so made sense no yeah. no big surprise there uh, also doesn't surprise me at all that the pc version's a little bit later the god of war pc version they just released all the like specs you'll need and all the stuff that's being added to it and yeah it's, you know it's a it's a legit port where horizon zero dawn was kind of janky when it first came out and, and now it's finally getting dlss support so it's it's one of those things where they're starting to take it a little bit more seriously so it doesn't surprise me that they're like we need to work on this a little bit more yeah you know it's uh, january you know it's think uh 
to go back to backtrack a bit I'm, I'm actually surprised that they didn't get this out for december just so playstation would have that big holiday kind of blockbuster title to kind of compete <laughs> with halo um i think it's you know i think they i i bet that they were aiming for december but they were just like we need more time and so well they're doing that weird spider-man ultimate edition which is literally nothing like costumes right that's been out already that that's not a new thing well they're like they're just advertising it yeah yeah they put out a trailer for it and people are like these graphics don't look much better i'm like that's there's nothing different about this they're just (laughs) showing the trailer that has the new no way home costumes that that edition (laughs) is the edition you could have bought at launch for to get spider-man remastered and yeah i think they're just re-promoting it because of these costumes for anyone who didn't see uh the two suits that they've shown from no way home are going to be added to uh spider-man remastered this friday december 10th so yeah another excuse to hop in um other than that just briefly also wanted to mention uh we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week and we probably won't have much time this week but uh we did miss last week when we were discussing playstation plus that the godfall edition for those who haven't already seen it is not the normal version of godfall it's sort of a like end game version where it doesn't include the main campaign it immediately puts you into a max level character and lets you play essentially the post game content that they released both at launch and then after launch like the different modes and things that they did uh in order to get the campaign if you want to play that you do have to pay separately for that uh and then also mark as you pointed out uh mortal shell is available but it is just the ps4 version if you want the ps5 version of mortal shell you would have to buy it separately yeah it's kind of like they did with final fantasy 7 they gave away final fantasy 7 a couple months before uh and it was like oh so we get final fantasy 7 and then when the ps5 version comes out you'll you'll get to uh you'll get to update it and it's like no there's they know what version you have and so you had to buy final fantasy 7 legit if you wanted to because it's funny you can look on your like um your receipts or whatever they're called the 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 purchase history and you'll see when you buy a free game it'll be like control underscore ps plus kind of deal like you know everything has these like codes so like yeah it's it it was a weird month for playstation plus definitely a weird month (laughs) a strange way to end the year for sure yeah yeah (laughs) um and then last but not least just on the big news side uh scuff did announce the first third party uh playstation 5 controllers uh these are coming out uh i did not write down the release date they're they're out already i think oh are they already out i thought they were i I think um, Maybe they're just pre-order. I don't know. I'm going to look through and make sure I don't miss that. But anyway, there will be uh, several different tiers that you can buy. The mm-hmm. baseline controller, it's available now. You're correct. Is uh, The baseline is $199. The Scuff Reflex Pro and Reflex First or FPS retail for $229 and $259. Um, these are uh, available in several different colors. Uh, Scuff has done you know Pro controllers for the PS4 before. This is yeah. sort of... Probably the most equivalent to an Xbox Elite controller right mm-hmm. now available for the DualSense-like uh, controllers. Uh, it's specifically not called the DualSense, but there are back paddles and, uh, you know, customizable additions to uh, the triggers and the uh, the thumbsticks and things like that. You can, you can switch things out as you please. Uh, as far as I know, in the description for it, it only mentioned the adaptive triggers being in there. I haven't read much about, like, the haptic integration. Mm-hmm. um so that will be interesting to see how it emulates that stuff uh if yeah. and when it does but we we will have to get hands-on with this thing but uh yeah i i'm not surprised we're starting to get third-party controllers but it were playstation is in an interesting place where xbox was like okay all your old controllers first and third-party work yep. ps5 it is just the dual sense until this stuff has been coming out well, can you use your PS4? You can still use your PS4 controllers for PS4 games as long as it's wired in, I believe. As well? not, it doesn't even need to be wired. It, you, yeah, you can, it's okay. only for PS4. Yeah. Yeah. You can navigate okay. PS5 menus and all that stuff yeah, with the yeah. DualShock 4. But the second you load into a PS5 game, it won't work anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I could see myself spending 250 plus dollars with packs and everything <laughs> on one of these controllers for is if they tell me right off the bat, I'm never going to get stick drift with this controller because <laughs> I have two controllers that I cycle through for my PS5. When one dies, I'd switch the other one and I'm constantly like cleaning and doing maintenance on both of them because they both start to stick drift after about, mm, I don't know, 
two months or so, and then I fix it, and then it comes right back. So oh, if they yeah, tell my, me I can remove that, I'm good. The the one my uh, the controller my console came with has the right stick will just jolt upwards sometimes, oh, which is why which is why I have mm. this beautiful red one. The red because that cool. one is yeah. that one is great. Yeah, you won't you won't find a uh, Mark Medina buying a controller like this. Like they had <laughs> a picture of Scump, you know, which is a professional Call of Duty player like that's the market for controllers like these because there is a competitive side of call of duty where people uh, you know sponsored by playstation so they are playing on playstations it's not just pc that's more the market for this i not something you'd find me buying but yeah they look cool (laughs) i I, I do have to say i do like the addition of back paddles um Mm -hmm. when they actually released the dualshock 4 back paddle attachment it took a little you know time to get used to it but i always thought that was going to be like oh because the dual sense is going to have this and so they wanted to you know get people Mm -hmm. ready and then it didn't and then there was no attachment but i Mm -hmm. like back paddles when they are integrated well into the feel of the controller can be very useful um, I yeah. would be so much better at Returnal, I think, if there was <laughs> if I can add a back paddle for jumping. Because yeah, that's nice. my biggest thing with shooters and on console, because I play a lot of shooters on PC, is having to take your right thumb off of the aiming stick to jump, right? Like, yeah. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I know Returnal's coming out for PC next year, and I'm like, that's when I'm actually going to get, like, super into that game, because I'll yeah. be so much better at that version. <laughs> I, I very much understand that. Um, but yeah, that that's all the, the big PlayStation news. Just wanted to recap quickly. Um, since we're running short on time, the, the one thing I did want to mention as a sort of PSA for everyone is, one, again, please send in your memory card stories, a little bit shorter ones. If you sent one in before, feel free to send in a revised one. I just don't want to you know chop out words and and portions that you might feel are important to a story but feel free to resend in shortened ver- versions of stories or new stories to beyond at ign.com uh and also uh we we had talked about this in sort of the planning for the meeting we do want to integrate a little bit more trophy talk into the show uh so i think one will be obviously bringing that to the show as well but if there are particular trophies that you had a great time getting have specific tips for want to steer people clear of to not go after because it's not worth it if you have sort of like trophy ideas in mind that you might want to send to please feel free to also send those to beyond at ign.com and we can integrate those in the show as well uh probably subject line best one to do is trophy tips i think let's just keep it to that for now uh but yeah want to want to integrate that stuff into the show as well as we go forward but that is going to pretty much wrap us up for this week's episode of podcast beyond uh jada and mark anything you want to point people toward on ign before we wrap up uh yeah we've got the uh you know all our best of stuff is obviously going on i'm sure you're going to plug that um i also recently did the review for a ruined king a league of legends story which is a fantastic uh turn-based rpg um, set in the lore and world of Final, uh, Final Fantasy <laughs> of League of Legends. <laughs> uh, so I yeah, Final Fantasy on the brain. Um, and then other than that, I'll have a new blog post going live for our community uh, later this week or early next week um, with a bunch of changes and updates coming and things to expect in 2022. Awesome. Mark, anything on your end? No, it's that weird time of the year where Thanksgiving ended. And so now we're all just waiting for Christmas. And so, uh, no, I wouldn't say anything crazy, just like behind the scenes stuff, just editing videos and trying to trying to make plans for things like devs react during the holiday break. Um, so, um, yeah, I wouldn't say anything insane, but, uh, it's just playing a lot of games, playing a lot of games. Uh, well, yeah, as Jada mentioned, definitely go check out all of our best of nominations. Uh, the the best of uh, 2021 games, TV and movie noms are all alive on IGN now. Uh, you can actually also vote. We have a People's Choice vote going on for a couple of them, I believe. Uh, game of the year and console exclusive i think are the ones we have uh going on for that so you can vote in those as well but there is plenty of playstation representation uh in there returnal ratchet and clank uh rift apart both got plenty of noms including both uh for game of the year and and several other categories uh once winners are announced we can dive into those on the show but uh for now go check out all those awards uh nominations tons of people were involved with the creation and production and, and promotion of all that stuff so go check it out that is sort of like our big last thing for the year uh and then yeah as mark said we're working on a couple end of year videos and things that we'll we'll tout uh before the show wraps up but uh i think that's pretty much going to do us uh for yeah i think episode. there's also uh there's also tv and movie for people's choice awards yes, i believe as well correct. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but who has time for movies and TV when there's so many games to play? I mean, I'm watching devs right now on my other screen because Mark Fair. ranted and raved about it. So it's the way to go. That's the way to podcast. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> but Jada and Mark, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. And thank you, as always, to Red behind the scenes for making the show happen. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you're safe. We hope you're doing well. And as always, beyond. 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 Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out The Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for dungeon masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Get inspired while learning all about the unique planes of existence. Get the in-depth knowledge you need to help your combat encounters feel impactful or learn about the origins and pantheons of every race and class the game offers. No stone is left unturned as every edition of the game is explored and explained in a way that benefits players of all different levels of experience. You can expand your TTRPG horizons in a way that's as entertaining as it is educational just by listening. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app or YouTube and search for The Dungeon Cast.